0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's going on, y'all? We're back with another episode of Believe in Ravens. Kyrie Thompson, that's Daniel Wilcoxon. And look, I can confirm, after talking to Wilcox last night while he was on his way home from work, this man is still pressed about, about that streak getting ended on Saturday, the Baltimore Ravens' illustrious 24-game preseason win streak is, is done. It is snapped. The, the Commanders beat them at the last second with a game-winning field goal after, honestly, one of the more entertaining preseason games like, I, I can think of for sure. I don't know how you felt about it in, in terms of just the overall entertainment value and what you had the time to cool down. But I want to let you vent. Let, 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 let's hear it. Let's hear it. The people want to know. How I mean, you
0: feel? I mean, I'm happy for Washington, man. They got a chance to win a game that nobody thought they could probably win. Nobody but Stoner. He was the only one that actually gave them props for it. You know, I mean, it's one he of got those games. Yeah, got this us. this this is one of those, this is one of those games. It's kind of like a Pittsburgh Ravens game, but this is more like a hometown hero type game. Cause you you know, they call it Battle of the Beltways. You know, Washington hasn't had a chance to take that battle home at, with a win in a long time, so. You know, I take my hats off to Washington. They, they came out. They played hard. They made a little bit less mistakes than we made, obviously, and they got a chance to take home a victory. Um, was it deserved? Ah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we definitely could have played better on our side of the ball. So, and a lot of times teams don't beat you, you beat yourself, and I feel like we definitely beat ourselves in this game. Um, the Redskins came out and played a heck of a game. Can't take nothing away from them, and it was exciting, Kyrie. I agree with you 100%. It was a very exciting game um there was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of thrills, a lot of turnovers and just ball all over the ground, ball thrown in the air getting picked off left and right and it just lets you know just how exciting this year is going to be for football.
1: Yeah, and you know what, it again, we're talking about a preseason game here, right? We know that the it doesn't count for the standings, but you couldn't tell those players out there that it didn't matter or the coaches that it didn't matter. It clearly matter to everybody who was out there on the field. It showed. And look, for some of these guys that are out there playing, I mean, that might be the most exciting football game they ever play in, right? Because you got to remember, the, uh, some of these guys are fighting for their careers right now. They're fighting for their jobs, their dreams. And so to see to see that kind of game unfold, it, it was fun. I don't usually sit up there and be like, I got to see how this preseason game ends, right? You're usually, right. You're, 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 you're tuning out somewhere in the third quarter, or maybe you tune in for the very end to see like, Oh yeah, this back of the roster guy, let's see how, how they do, but no, you care about the result of the game. That is just not something that usually happens. You kind of got to enjoy it a little bit, right? Absolutely, man. And and, and you, you also have
0: to keep in mind that, you know, somebody got fired and somebody, you know, made some money, you know, so somebody made some money and they got, they got a chance to actually play another week and, and, and live a little bit longer in this league and maybe get a chance to make a roster here and, Somebody actually lost the roster spot too through this game too, man. It's just a lot of, it's a it's a lot of good football being played early on, and um, some people would say it's bad football, but I think it's, I just think it's a learning curve of, of everything that goes on. You got a chance to see some guys make some plays that haven't had a chance to make any, and they got there and they played hard, man, and they competed. And at the end of the day, that's all you want. Um, I think I think the one thing that we you know what we have to continue to focus on in Baltimore is that pass rush, man. I think in County was a huge pickup for us, you know, and um, I mean, I'm just, I was just looking at this game and I'm like, dang, he got all the time all day to throw the ball back there in the pocket, man. Like he got way too much time to be in the pocket to throw the ball. They, those quarterbacks from Washington was way too comfortable. And I, I don't like that. You know, I don't like seeing that coming from Baltimore Ravens defense. We got to figure out a way to get that pass rush, you know, back up and active. We had a couple of sacks. We had a bunch of misplays and, you know, tackling, became poor at certain parts of this game from the Ravens. And I'm just not used to seeing that, that bad tackling. And, you know, I don't know, it's early, you know, everybody got to get used to hitting somebody. You, you, you're tapping off so much now, nowadays in practice, when you get to the game, after to tackle. It's like, you got to get back in tackle mode.
1: Yeah. And, and again, you know, this is the situation where the, the, the commander starters are playing mostly against the Ravens backups. And so, <laughs> no, you know, what? it's, it, yeah, but but at the same time, it's like you're out there. You still hold have, on, hold on, Kyrie,
0: say that one more time. So
1: yeah, so so it's like the the commit the commander's starters like Sam Howell and like Terry McLaurin, right? Their best mm-hmm. players are out there playing against like Malik Ham and our Darius Washington. Like you're not mm-hmm. playing against Lamar, right? So right. so so it's like there's there's a bit of context you got to got to add in there. But at the same time, you're out there on the field. You got to execute. You got to do your job. And I wanted to play around a little bit with actually watching a little bit of, of this game on the broadcast. And just do and, that. Yeah, just, just, it. Just, just, just have a little bit of it. Like run it. So now obviously the is taking over. Johnson fakes it to him and there's Flowers, his second catch. Oh, you gonna you're
0: gonna start it with Zay Flowers play? That's how you're gonna do it. <laughs> Platt. I man, love Zay
1: We got to start with the <laughs> Zay play, man. I mean, hey, man. how can you not be excited about this, man? Yeah, rewind that
0: one back. That was a heck of a. Oh, I, yeah. I like the hesitation off the ball, you know, nice, easy release to kind of lull the DBs to sleep. And this was a stack alignment, like out of a bunch alignment where he was kind of stacked back off the ball. And he just kind of let the guy in front of him clear him out. And then he takes off to the outside. He catches it, man. The kid is so smooth and silky and changes direction so well. He's an explosive player, man. Looking and, forward to
1: watching him. And it's like some of this is like clearly somebody forgot their assignment because he should not be that wide open. Like I think uh, I, the the I think the slot guy here carries the seam and he's maybe not supposed to yeah, or or the or the corner. So somebody somebody screws up. But the thing is, like what was cool about this, right? And and, and this is what good offenses like you know the Sean McVays. Right. That's what they do is they create free releases for guys off the line of scrimmage by using the stack formations. And so Zay's probably getting a free release off this anyway, even even if somebody is is available here. He's probably still getting separation. But then with all this space to operate, the dude is just too dangerous. Yeah. Like he's absolutely. he's just such a problem. And, and this is something I feel like we we, we talked about a little bit yeah, it's great to have a guy that is gonna that's gonna go downfield, right. Everyone wants to see the long balls and the chunk plays, the big throws down the field. But big plays, the the best kind of big play comes off stuff like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Where you dump it off to the man and then he just he takes off and creates the yards. So I love that from Zay flowers. And and again, you didn't see much from him. He had two catches, but on both those catches, he was making people miss. Right. I mean, he, he
0: he's you. One thing
1: you could tell from this is that he's really comfortable already.
0: Like he he kind of took his time. He did, he wasn't in a rush, and we caught the ball right away. He kind of took his time. He kind of set the play up, the play development, his block set up, and then made a couple of moves to
1: get in the end zone. It's pretty impressive by Zay Flowers. Yeah. But, and then we had a little sack from Bilal Nichols, Chicago Bears legend. But I feel like even on that play what you're looking at right there and and you know some, some good throws from Sam Howe I, I think we got to we got to give him a little bit of credit but I think even on on that sack that Bilal Nichols had that was that was a coverage sack
0: yeah. right
1: that that wasn't a situation where the the defensive front is winning right away like everything looked kind of difficult took a long time had to develop a little bit and just just to give a little bit of props here we were talking about Josh Johnson and, and there's there's a not so good throw from him later on in yeah. this that that we're going to see but he was dropping some dimes yeah he had a and good this-
0: game he needed to though cuz Snoop showed out last week so he had to do yeah. something he had to yeah. do something this week he came in and performed this week he he looked like an NFL quarterback this week for sure
1: yeah and and i think with with Josh you know, it's one of those deals where, and you could probably speak to this a little bit, where you see, yeah see this is this is the bad play, this is the bad play, right? So yeah. this is this is a situation where you you could you could see him in the pocket. He's he sees a guy open, and I think he's like he's open by so much. Let me just go ahead and and just chuck this up. He was I think getting hit. Yeah, you know, he, well he was under pressure. Center. He,
0: was, he yeah. threw it off his back leg. He he didn't get anything under it. You know, you know into the throw. Pro Shea has to be more aggressive at the ball. He's a little bit – you can tell he just kind of – he's kind of frustrated because he was so wide open. and He just yeah. didn't put all his effort into trying to make that catch. And, you yeah. know, the DB did a heck of a job trying to push him out of bounds and the ball kind of drops into his arms. Luckily, yeah. and the kid kept his feet in bounds and heck of a return by that kid, man.
1: I mean – He stoves him out of bounds and the ball just falls right into his hands. He did, He did everything right. So first of all, he gets his hands in there and disrupts the catch point with one hand, and then he shoves Prochet out of bounds with the other hand and and he then all in his, that he, motion, he used he,
0: every part of his body to catch that ball. His,
1: his hands are like his hands are in the wrong position, and he just flips them over at the last second and catches this ball. I mean, that, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a play. He, he caught that ball with every part of his body. Yes, yes. And and you could tell the, the concentration, right? to, to really look it in there. So that was like really, I think, Josh Johnson's one bad play of this game. And yeah. there were a lot of other good ones where I think you could see that the experience he brings where he's like, I know where to go with the football. Right. Like I've seen, I've seen all these coverages and then it's just a matter of, I, I, I have the comfort of knowing where I'm supposed to go. This play was crazy. Yeah. Look at, look at homeboy come in at the last second for just in, man. absolutely no reason Hold and I'm hit our Darius Stewart late. What or er, Darius Washington? What is going on here, bro?
0: Normally when you do that, you want to push your own guy. You don't usually run and just, smash somebody in the back like that. This would have been a, a personal foul penalty by the offensive lineman on the, on, on the Washington Commanders team. Yeah, a that was a ridiculous play. Don't that was think.
1: an absolute cheap shot. And it, that that's the kind of stuff I feel like that's the one downside I feel like sometimes that can happen with these joint practices where you're so pent up, you've been hitting dudes all you know you've been hitting dudes for too long on your team, and you're like, oh yeah, let me go ahead and hit guys on the other team, and then you start fighting. We've seen a lot of fights breaking out. Look at that throw up the seam, by the way. That's look at, throw. look at that throw. Excellent. That's the that's an NFL throw. He saw the look that. linebacker's got his back turned. That means he's uncovered. Look at that. See that yep. right there. Linebacker mm-hmm. has his back turned. He but he's looking at the quarterback, him. though. He's, he's looking he's at the quarterback. quarterback. But then, but then, but then, turn, <laughs> turn and run. He's that means he's open. He's open, absolutely.
0: He, he's, they say if he's even, I'm leaving,
1: right? Uh-huh. And, and he, and he really ran, hard. ran right by him. Hell of a damn throw. And this is another good throw. Tylen Wallace, bro. They've been hooking up. They've been hooking up for some really nice throws. That, that's that's a couple weeks in a row. I like where that. Kid. Yeah, where Tylen Wallace has has caught a couple of back shoulder touchdown throws. He's got good timing, competes out there at the catch point. I mean, not not even wholly clean; it's contested, but he, his hands were strong enough to to keep it in there. And the ref ruled that he that he controlled it all the way to the ground and didn't get dislodged to later. See, this is one of those that great. We got a sack, moon man. Right, good to see this kid get a sack. Yeah, I mean, it would help if somebody blocked him. Nobody yeah, blocked him. He came him, off scot free. Yeah, but again get, get there and finish the play. You can, you can only control what you, what you can control. Absolutely. I mean,
0: this is, this is what I'm talking about. The quarterback is just back there all day, just hanging out. Yeah. Like he, he making phone calls, calling a friend, calling the landline, he calling everybody. And and he and, just and, back there and, throwing the ball, picking the guys apart.
1: And this is pressure. This is a blitz. This it's is not just rush. rushing for, yeah, that's a five man rush and They couldn't get to him. They picked it up. And the the next play is the same thing, and so you're looking at they were sending a lot of pressure his way, trying to disguise you know things for Sam Howell, make things difficult. But he, you know, the the offensive line picked it up, and then I mean, Jahan Dotson is a is one of their starting receivers, and he's in there against backups, right?
0: Yeah, so, I can't I can't look at this thing too hard because it is preseason. Exactly. A lot of times they try not to show too much, and the defense probably was not trying to show any of their real key yes. blitzes right now, so.
1: And and this and this is one our Darius Washington's going to want to have back. He he beat he beats the back. Great play to beat the back. He beats Brian Robinson Jr. and he doesn't finish the play. You know, wow. and and that's that's tough. I mean, those are those are your opportunities where that's you can make good. a big play for your team. Um, and then okay, look, that's it's a good play. It's a good throw. It's a that's tough. Catch. I it's mean, good run by the kid. Yeah and and i mean good ball placement just a good good op- so look sometimes good defense better offense it's right. like that sometimes melvin gordon okay i think that's a good run i i'm i'm wondering how much he's got in the tank you know you look like you got a lot to me <laughs> yeah i mean that 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 was that was a nice looking run that almost looked like a little bit of melvin gordon of old He got a lot
0: left in the tank to me, man. Kid, like he can play.
1: This makes me wonder how. Well, you talk about guys that can play. This our guy. guy. Okay, okay. Look, that's what I'm talking about. Hits the edge, and then you're not catching this dude from behind. Now, this is where the injury happened because you could start to see he was holding that arm a little bit. Yeah, he's trying to come off the field because because he felt that one. Well, I think he, he wanted to crack the reel for something. I wonder what, what happened. So it sounds like it was a shoulder stinger from from what I could hear. Um, it, it, and so it sounds like they avoided major injury, no breaks. Thank goodness, because I you know you break a collarbone and you're out for like eight weeks. So it sounds like that's not what happened. But again, just just the 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 speed around the edge for for Keaton Mitchell is just so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think that was an unnecessary hit for him to take at the end right there. He should have just went ahead and ran out of bounds at the end. That's A lot of times you take these unnecessary shots and this, yeah. it, it kind of shortens your career. This kid had a heck of a game right he hit the tight end. Though. This oh, kid yeah. came out of nowhere, Bowler. Yep, two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns, but that kid, he came out of nowhere. I like to see the tight ends representing, but, I mean, he's, he's in such a tight position and a hard position with all those first-round picks the Ravens have at tight end right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not going to do a whole lot. You know, you're not going to get a whole bunch of playing time behind Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. Also, yeah. they pointed this out on the broadcast. Look at this snap. I saw. Look at that. Man. This dribbled. one, I said they, this one, I said they're probably going to win the game. I mean, he they they straight rolled that snap back to to the punter, and he it looked, digs it, it like out. I was, I was that snapper on that play. It, it's like he put he just puts it down perfectly and hey we were talking about our boy okay first of all my guy deandre houston carson another chicago bears legend johnny on the spot by by the way that's an underrated signing for this team we haven't talked about is deandre houston carson he is a special teams extraordinaire you can put him on the field as as a safety and he can and he can play quality snaps for you defensively and Finds himself around the football. But another guy who found his way around the football, our guy Malik Ham. Okay. The sack, the, the, you know, in, in, you know, one on ones. And then he punches the ball out. That, that's how you make a football team. Absolutely. That's how you make a football team as an undrafted dude. That's how you do it. It's a big play. Yeah. Now, this throw right here, I feel like, Anthony Brown Sr.'s had some issues with his with his pocket presence. That's a hell of a play.
0: Yeah, that's a big lead throw.
1: I, I I saw that in real time and thought, oh man, look at this. Look at that. No hesitation. Bam. Perfect placement. No hesitation. In, in between three defenders. Love it. And and that was. Okay, I love that view of it. No, I mean you really, you literally can't do it better than that. Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't think of of a way that he could have done that better. And he's like, look at that, score two touchdowns. Okay. What's up? I am making, just I'm team. no, I'm making money. And then Jacob, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, our guy. We were talking about him when when we did the um, when we did the crossover episode with Ref the District, the veteran having a bit of a struggle out there. Hmm. Oh no, boy! Yeah, and and see and see this is this is the point where you're looking at at this game and and saying this is this is where you got to put them away, right? And and yep. again, they're throwing pressure at them all night long and can't get them on the ground.
0: It's, it's too much time, man. It's way too much time for the quarterbacks to have back there. DBs can't cover forever, man. Then that's Jake Fromm from UGA. You know, he's another kid that played a heck of a heck of a career at georgia so i mean he's another georgia guy anytime i see the georgia
1: guys they kind of get excited but yeah i don't
0: like to see him beat us
1: not the Ravens, you know no so man He should have put see. prom on his butt yep and then you talked about bad tackling that was you it talk, you talked uh, about know, bad tackling how many chances did they have at this man one that's face mask two three come on now yes come me. on you got to get that man down and then on top of that it was a face mask at the at the start. You, know, yeah. you, got, you got you got shaken down, face masked the guy, and then and then you got a touchdown. You didn't you didn't even force the guy out of bounds, right? You're right, you're right there on the sideline. Just push the man out of bounds. Nope. That kid, that's nope. the biggest play by the running back, too. Yeah, you you do you do got to give credit because because that's the other thing, right? These yeah. guys get paid too. Absolutely. Right? We can we cannot forget that. And this is this is where you know the, the legs of Anthony Brown, this is what he does the best. Now, I feel like I understand why you run out of bounds right there, but I think that's a situation where you try to slide down in bounds. If you're yeah, thinking, you want, if you're you thinking about the clock, the going, yeah. if you're thinking about the clock, you want to slide down in bounds to let that clock run a little bit. Right. Tough, tough play, tough pass interference right here, and then you see the kick from Joey Sly that unfortunately puts the Commanders up front. One play that we did not see from this highlight reel that happened just before this was our Darius Washington breaking up a pass at the, at the very last minute Mm -hmm. to, to make things a little bit more difficult. And I I feel, I feel like our Darius had himself a nice little game and that's something you got to have. Again, when, when you looked at the first preseason game, you're looking at the cornerbacks, you're thinking, man, you're leaving a lot of plays out there on the field. Well, I think that's a young guy that stepped up. That's a young guy that, that made a couple of plays to say, I can make the back end of this roster, right? Yeah. With, with just pure effort. So, hey, look at that. Hopefully, next, next you know, it's not going to be too long, hopefully, until we see our boy Odell Beckham Jr. You, you won't know. see him in the
0: preseason. I'll tell you that much. No, no, no,
1: no. You play and him I mean, in the
0: preseason. You, you're trying to lose your job.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that there's there's absolutely no point to playing lamar either get them practice during the week go hard at, at this point why even bother right and i think you're seeing more teams catch on to that you know what i mean like i think you're you're seeing that from um you know like even again i i keep referencing them because i'm around here but the new england patriots the chicago bears chicago bears practice hard though right so that's one thing like under matt eberflus he's a You know, disciple of like really old school coaches, right? So they go hard at practice, but then during the preseason games, like, eh, maybe you see the starters a little bit, but what you want to really see are the guys that that are fighting to make the roster. So wasn't yo, wasn't that fun? Wasn't that fun checking out the game kind of in real time a little bit, running it back a little bit? I like. Yeah, it was. It was
0: actually pretty cool, man. I felt like a YouTuber right there. I I,
1: kind of like that. It was. That
0: was pretty cool. Good job on
1: that, Curry. Bringing that. Hey, you know what? I appreciate you man. You know, we're going to we're going to work that in. Especially if I can get us well, okay. So during the season when I can get the all 22, I'm definitely going to going to work to do that. So then we could we could do this for real. You know what I mean? Yeah, we could get do that.
0: Well, I guess we can't do it during the game, but if we could, that would be kind of cool too. Oh that's my good. god, if we um, could do
1: it during the game, please. Yeah. Now, now that that's an interesting thing because, you know, maybe that maybe the people could let us know what they think about this. Um, but you know maybe there's an opportunity for some live streams you know we could we go we'll watch a game for a couple hours and, and have fun because we already text during the game you know I mean? We're, all,
0: we're already
1: talking to each other during the game about what's going on so I mean why 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 not why not do a little bit of live watching you know get pissed off you know or or you know just or, or love it or love it you know because I think there's gonna be a lot more good than bad with the Ravens this year for sure.
0: it's gonna be a very exciting season I, I mean I'm, I'm pretty Sure of it. That going to be. I think everybody's going to be healthy this year. We're going to get a lot out of our out of our best guys. You're going to get a chance to see a lot of Lamar, a lot of Odell, a lot of Zay Flowers on offense, and our defense is just going to be smoking. I know we got some injuries, some guys banged up right now already, but it's just part of that. You know that preseason, l just trying to get through all the training camp stuff and and getting ready for the season. These guys will be ready for the season. I'm excited to kind of see. This offense, you know, full tilt. Like everybody's holding back right now. You know, nobody's right. showing their whole playbook on offense or defense. You know, they're, they're putting in plays. They may run ten or fifteen plays the whole game, and uh, all, a lot some of those plays will be their core plays. But they're not gonna they're not gonna show you all their hand right now. Nobody's running trick plays. Nobody's doing any of the right. fun stuff yet. You know, so that stuff is here to come, and um, I'm looking forward to this season, man. You know, we lost the game. We lost the preseason game. It is what it is. Everybody loses preseason game. It's no big deal. It did break the streak, but at the same time, who cares? It's a preseason streak. Let's get to the real season and see what happens then. If you, hopefully we can go undefeated this year, I'd I
1: love to see something like that. Oh, would not we all
0: you know, go to a be. game
1: this year. Definitely. So so you mentioned the defense. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about this a little bit because okay. you men- you mentioned some of the of the issues they've had injury wise, and they went ahead and they signed Jadevian Clowney. To mm-hmm. come in and serve as some depth, and honestly, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna play on early downs. He's gonna play a decent amount on early downs, and then with you know Marlon Humphrey being out for you know, kind of an indefinite period of time, yeah. they signed Ronald Darby to come in and play cornerback in his place. Obviously, that that is a big hit for this cornerback room because you were counting on Marlon Humphrey being there. And being the steadying force on one side that was going to lock down one side, and then all you had to worry about was the other. Now the pass rush becomes especially important. Right. And and the in the other ends of, of the secondary, right? The, the, the safeties and, and the linebackers when they're dropping into coverage become even more important now. And oh my goodness, you, you got you got to get guys pressuring the quarterback. The interesting thing about Jadevian Clowney is that. He's not, he, he he's not a bad pass rusher, but he's not as good at it as he is defending the run. He is a right. monster run defender. He has been throughout his career. He, he's a stops machine, and and his explosiveness at the point of attack it, it, it's it's still there when he's healthy. With with his pass rush, I mean especially when he was playing with, you know, J.J. Watt. And, and and then when he's playing with Miles Garrett, especially that first year when he yeah. was in Cleveland, when he was healthy and he did play a lot of snaps, that's when you saw him really starting to, to get off, right? So his, his last couple of years in Houston, um, his last two seasons in Houston, you saw him get 64 pressures, 59 pressures, and then the 17 sacks in those two years that's good stuff and then his first year with Miles Garrett over there in Cleveland he had 53 pressures and 11 sacks he was getting after it right and and so when I look at Clowney as a pass rusher I think of him as like he's not a number one top flight option pass rusher I feel like that's not usually his game. When you put him alongside a guy that dominates and then you give him a lot of one-on-ones, which is like, okay, Clowney's just too athletic or too strong for this dude, too explosive. And, and you get him those opportunities, like, I can call ISO and go eat. Like, that's free eats. Right Then then he dominates. But if – I'm I'm curious to see what it looks like where does, does Adafi Owe – or David Ajabo become this this force on the other side of things, where they're like, oh well, we can't just double team Clowny because these one of these other guys is going to get off. Absolutely. Or or maybe if they are double teaming Clowny. Then, then you know, say, like, you know, they're they're gonna go ahead and, and get off. And then maybe, you know, if they have got a favorable match on the other side and they're starting to play well, if if Owe starts to to put it together a little bit or a Jabo starts coming on, and then maybe well, crap, well, we gotta we can't we gotta leave Clowney one on one this one time, he's not really hurting us, and then he can hurt you if you leave him one on one. So it, it really is just like he's he's a complimentary ple- ple- he's a complimentary piece as a pass rusher. I feel like his biggest value is going to be early down against the run. And then what you get from him as a pass rusher is going to be bonus. But you got to get it from somewhere.
0: Mm -hmm. I I really believe Clowney is going to come in and be an impact player for us. I think we have some guys already, too, that's going to stand up. I'm waiting to see um, Bowser to get back to his true form. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that this season is going to be an explosive season for both sides of the ball here in Baltimore and special teams can't sleep on them as well. But um, I, to me, you don't double team anybody on this defense until they, until they earn it. You know, yeah. to me, nobody's out there that's earned it right now, you know, playing for the Ravens. So I wouldn't double team none of them until they show me that they can actually, you know, they need, they, they require a double team. And you got to get off, like, you know, these first couple of games and stuff. I mean, they got some, they got some games they got to play and stuff to get rolling and stuff through this season. But once they get going, you know, I think probably four or five games in is that's when they'll probably start seeing some double teams. If these guys go and show that they require that that
1: action from other teams. And and with that, so so and, and I, I think I agree with that. It'll be curious to see if 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 a healthy clowny, now in Baltimore, and and I I guess I just wonder what this looks like, especially if you're able to use Roquan, who's who's always been a good blitzer, Roquan Smith. Um, You know, have and, you seen and, him doing the preseason yet? No, he no, he he ain't playing. He ain't playing. Yeah, he shouldn't. No, of course not. But I think like when you see Roquan Smith blitzing with it with his speed coming downhill, he's always been very good at it.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: that then creates additional opportunities because you're worried about him you know you've got to pick him up with the back or, or, or with or with someone and then that causes something to get lost in translation I feel like they're gonna have to use they're gonna have to use that and if I saw anything from what they did in the what they've done in the preseason so far I mean yeah obviously you're looking at backups but I feel like the philosophy mm-hmm. it was very aggressive against the commanders. And I right. wonder if we're going to see a lot of that similar aggressiveness, especially if you are worried about the front and how mm. much they can get home. Now, of course, if you're going to blitz, then you better get home or you got problems, especially now that that we're looking at a cornerback group that's a little bit injured, though.
0: Right. And, and, and one of the Ravens strengths has always been having dope corners, like really, really good cornerbacks. And they can lock down, you know, the outside edges. And then they'll use some kind of fire zone where they'll go in some zone coverage on the backside. But then they send, in, they send in pressure right now. And they're trying to get to your quarterback as fast as you can. And and it, and it all goes – it all depends on your drops too, your QB, how long the plays are supposed to develop and how they take place. And, you know, so those routes and stuff time up with the step of the QB. That's a quick game. You know, it's only going to be you know hitches and slants and quick outs and stuff like that. Hit you know um screen plays and stuff like that. He take that five step drop. Then they're going to give you your intermediate plays, your intermediate routes. You know your ten to twelve yard routes, your curls, your ten yard outs, um your digs. You know you're going to see some more of those plays. He dropped back to seven. Then you're going to see some deeper stuff. You're going to see some go balls, and right? holes some corners and stuff like that. You know, so that that gives those guys an alert how much time they have to get to the QB. And, you know, if they're trying to go to those plays, let the plays develop a little bit more. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out because I feel like we have so much speed, so much athleticism on the edge. I just have yet to see it, you know, in full swing consistently, you know, throughout the preseason. But I'm looking forward to the season because once you get all those guys out there, they are going to they are going to require some respect. You know, you know, your Patrick Queens, your Oakland Smith, Marlon Humphreys, you know, your, your Kyle Hamilton's. You know, we got some guys back there, man, that got some names. Mm-hmm. That people are going to be worried about and be biting their nails a little bit. So, you know, hopefully we can get some pressure on these QBs, and not not let it look like this Washington
1: game we just played. Exactly, and there is a little bit of good news on the injury front. Rakia Sin, uh, you know, one, one of right. your yeah yeah one of your starting cornerbacks mm-hmm. or your projected starters is back at practice. Um, he had, had a knee injury that was keeping him out. Arthur Mollett also back, and so there's a there's a little bit of help there. And then you think you know with with how people have said that Robert Darby's been looking at practice he looks looks fluid he looks like he's moving at 100% obviously he had, he had a torn ACL that he was coming back from but it, it sounds like he looks good and he's making a strong impression so I, I mean i i think that if if rock is back and you have Darby as a veteran you got a couple guys they know what they're doing mm-hmm. they know what they're doing out there they know how to just you know they, they know how to not hurt you and play within the structure of the defense, and then you got Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton back there, running around, flying, flying around, making plays, hawking the ball. I, I think they're they're going to be fine. And then when you get Marlon Humphrey back, well, then that's even better, right? That that's that's the hope. That's what we hope to see now. What's Marlon Humphrey's deal right now? I mean, what's
0: his injury? You
1: know, so so he had a foot injury, it sounds like, and he had to undergo surgery for it. So he's gonna be out for weeks. Now we don't know how many weeks that is exactly, but it sounds like we're looking at probably around a month before he's back. So I was it, I was it laser surgery or was it like they had to open him up? I'm I'm not I'm not sure. Um, I can't I can't find too many details on that. Um, but it sounds like whatever the surgery is, Um, so Coach Harbaugh said that it's not expected to be long term. He didn't okay. specify exactly how long it's supposed to be, <laughs> but um it sounds like we're looking potentially at a little bit more than a month, and then that would that would put opening day. I I feel like he's probably not going to be out there week one. I mean, and, that's that's right around the corner, September tenth, right? Ravens takes yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think you're probably not going to see him week one. That said, I'm not worried about missing him against the Texans, right? That That's that's one of those deals where, like, obviously it's week one. I know he's going to want to play. I know everybody else is going to. But, but you know, week
0: two is against the Bengals.
1: Yes, and so I think that if, if we're talking about the possibility of can Marlon Humphrey potentially be back to play the Bengals, that's what I would want to do rather than running back out there against the Houston I mean, Texans. I mean, if we've been
0: honest about this, I mean, foot surgeries and surgery don't sound like he's gonna be back for you know a month. It sounds like he's gonna be out for longer than a month to me. No, the foot is what ended my career. The foot is what ended Deion Sanders' career. Yeah. You know, so people think like a foot injury. Oh, that's a quick injury. He'll be fine. But as soon as they say surgery with foot, that's usually not a good thing. It's not a good sign. Yeah. You know, I, I know when I heard my foot, it wasn't. We wasn't talking about surgery. And I got hurt week three or you know, the season against, I think against Cleveland, and that lasted all season long. I ended up being out almost all season. end up coming back like towards the end, like week twelve, week thirteen. I played two or three games, and I was out. I had to have surgery in, the, in the off offseason. So um, surgery doesn't sound good for me when it, when, it, when you talk about about feet, you know, feet, foot, foot, feet, whatever it may be. And um, that doesn't sound good to me at all.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean. I mean, obviously you think about how much you, you, I mean, it it sounds kind of silly to say it, right. But you think about how important your feet are as you know, an athlete that spends all your time running and cutting, right. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to play through a foot injury. So it's like when people talk about like turf toe, Right, People are like, come on, it's just like your big toe. What's the matter, like a toe injury? It's like, yeah, you think about how much you're over here slamming your toe into the ground and how much torque is sometimes happening to your toe. Because if you think about turf toe, what is that? It's like tearing ligaments in your toe. That sucks. But you do not want to have to do that. I, I think to me, like given the timelines that I'm seeing, it's about a month or a little over a month, that I feel like you're definitely not seeing a week one. I think that if you were healthy enough to play, and everybody felt good about it i could be fine with week two that early in the season do you really need to do that with your with your star cornerback i don't know that you need to do that so but but it sounds like from everything that i'm seeing they expect them to be back pretty early in the season so this isn't this doesn't sound like a mid-season kind of deal so as long as you can stay afloat until then i think you'll be good okay so so,
0: so a month right now he got hurt this past week right
1: no, it was it was before that. Okay. So let's see, let's see what, what happened. Oh, actually, yeah, it was last week. It was last week. Okay, so that would have been
0: the Eagles Ravens. So, all right, so that's one. That's two weeks, three weeks. That's preseason. Next week would be three, um, and then Texans would be four. Then Bengals would be five. Colts would be six weeks. That's a month and a half. I I don't see him coming back. I don't think he'll be back before the Steelers game. Okay. I'm going to say
1: the Steelers game. He may come back that game, but
0: we'll, we'll see.
1: And and again, I think you can survive. I think you can live with that. You can. Um, if
0: the defense come and do what they're supposed to do, you'll be fine, but you don't want to have to be that. You don't want to have to be in that situation.
1: Of course. And then, hey, you know, offense, do your job. Score lots of points, right? Because in, in the end, right, the, the goal of football is to score more points than the other team. So as long as long as you do that, it's all good. <laughs>
0: You're on to something, Kyrie, right there, But I'm telling you, I you know. Now, that may be their saving grace, how explosive the offense ends up being. If the offense could score 30 or more points every week, you know, back when I played, Ray used to be like, hey, bro, all you got to do is score one touchdown. We got the other two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because this happening at some point whether yeah. whether they're whether they're scoring the touchdown themselves or they are they're taking the ball away by force from the other team so that right. you can score a touchdown on the short field. You know what absolutely. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. They said, keep it. As long
0: as you score 21, we're going to win every game. If offense score 21 points, we're going
1: to win every game in Boston. That's, that's that's how it used to be. That's nasty, you know, but but at the same time, like I, I feel there's comfort in that. That was part one of the latest episode of the Believe in Ravens podcast. I'm Kyrie Thompson, joined by my partner in crime, Daniel Wilcox, former Ravens tight end. And on the next episode, we're gonna talk about who's gonna make this team come cut down time next week.